0: Or unki You're listening to IndiePortly, a platform where we talk to the amazing talent that is in our country, in our music industry. We are your hosts, Aishman and the gorgeous Richa. Today, we are joined by even more gorgeous and me being so sexist, Kamakshi Khanna. Amazing artist, amazing singer. Thank you for joining with us, Kamakshi.
1: Thank you, Vaishman. Really happy to be here. Hi Kamachi, you are
2: Hi. you are so pretty. You are seriously so pretty.
0: Like I yeah. was Thank
2: talking. you. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually stalking your Instagram page or, you know yesterday. With, uh, with Thank
1: Stephen you, Richa. You're also very, very, very pretty. I
0: am also very, very yes. beautiful.
1: You're Thank
2: also you. very, very beautiful. Everybody beautiful. is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kamakshi, uh, there's a, I would just want to know, like, where are you from? And how how did you get into this music? Where, where did it
1: start? About me. Okay. So i have I've born and brought up in Delhi. I've been here mostly my whole life. My background is that I've been singing since I was in school. I've been a part of a lot of choirs. That's how I started. I was trained under... Pandit Ravi Shankar's choir and his disciples when I was 13. So that was, that's my background. I started writing my own music when I uh, was out of college, when I was around 21. And since then, it's something that I've fallen in love with. And everything has become about me writing, composing and releasing my own music. And that's kind of the, been the priority for a long time now.
2: So this, uh, ever since you were in school, you said that you started singing. So was this yeah. always a thing that you wanted to be an artist? Or was it like... Or, or, or was it was your parents like,
0: beta, jau. Gaana, sikho.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It was... Actually, my parents were like, beta, sab kuch karo. Like, they were like, badminton bhi khelo. Tennis bhi karo. Dance bhi, dance classes mein, pottery classes. Try everything. And mm. I genuinely sucked at art. Everything except music. Like music was the one thing that both my sister also sings really well. Uh, and I really enjoyed. My brother was doing tabla classes. So music became the one thing that kind of runs in our cl- uh, in our family. Um, my mother is a really good singer too. My nannies was an amazing singer. So all of them are trained. All the women basically in our <laughs> family are trained really good singers. Uh, so yeah, it's been something that I've always felt connected to. Uh, it's only when I actually decided that after college, I won't be really go- applying for a job or in, you know, master's degree or whatever is when it really hit me that music is something that I want to give a full-fledged shot to. But before that, it was just something that I felt the most connected to and had the most fun doing in my life. Yeah.
0: My father, what was your reaction?
1: So they were the ones who... Convinced me to not apply for placements and masters, which is oh, wow. really strange. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> I was the one who was like, uh, "I got through this really cool fellowship program with a fifty percent scholarship," and even my friends were like, "Oh my god, this is such a good program! You should do do it, go for it." Everybody was like, "But what about music? What what?" And I was like, "One year, what's the big deal? You can wait." Mm-hmm. But my parents were the ones who I was. It was one day before I had to pay the fees. I'll always remember this. And my parents actually picked me up. I was at a friend's house. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Uh, They were on their way to the hills or something. And uh, they picked me up on the way. And they were like, let's go for a drive and talk about it. And I was damn sleep deprived, very confused, very anxious. And they were like, what do you want to do? Like, if you imagine yourself like doing something that you'll really enjoy, what is that? I was like, music, 100%, like no brainer. So they were like, why are you like running away from it? Just do it you know if you if it if you fail if it's something that you don't love tomorrow, you can always try something else, but give it your full shot right now so I don't know if that was uh, like an amazing decision or whatever I don't know life could have always been both ways, but um it's yes. my parents who were really encouraging
2: and have mm-hmm. always been that's amazing and how do they feel about your your you know your pain now what what how do they react to that um
1: they're really really happy very very proud my mom is like <laughs> very uh, vocal about how proud she is everywhere we go she'll like talk about like she'll be like that's my daughter you know she's done this you know she's done that like she loves <laughs> telling the whole world uh, so it makes me really happy uh my dad is also very proud my dad is also like someone who grounds me in my life like he's also critical and will tell me if something is not working out or if something doesn't sound like me Um, so I'm glad to have that energy my sister and my brother are also a huge support system for me my sister is also a really good singer graphic designer she's done all my artworks till date so just generally I'm very lucky I think I owe a lot of the things that I'm doing to how supportive my family has been
2: you basically got your debut out in 2014, yeah, which was your EP yes. was Much Mellow, much. And then more, probably yeah. I think it took you another three years to get into the second, uh, the yeah. second song, which was like cakewalk.
1: Yeah, second. So, al- my first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah. why, why, why do you think there was there was this huge uh, gap between mm. these two, uh, you know, albums coming out while yeah. you were always into the music? Mm.
1: So, because A, like it wasn't, I decided that I wanted to release an album. At that time, I was very like, you know, if I'm releasing music, it has to be a huge body of work. Because I was really like figuring out who I was, and I think releasing just one song at that point wasn't really cutting it for me. I wanted to release a body of work it was more fun planning it now when i listen back i'm like oh god you should have just released this as a single you should have just like there's so many things that i could have done better of course but at that point i really thought you know releasing a body of work made sense and albums take time like you know there were so many songs that um i was also studying music at that point like after i released my ep i was studying at gmi so i wanted to kind of just learn how to write better, how to sing better. So one thing about me is that whenever I feel like I'm not really, you know, feeling inspired, I take a break and I step back, like shamelessly. I've done that. Even after my first album, uh, Cakewalk, I took like a three-year break before I released Karib in 2020. Yes. Um, yes. So like, yeah, I just I just feel like I needed some time to feel inspired and release music again. So how was the reception
0: do your first album?
1: First album, it wasn't great, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also because of, you know, um, it was my first album. Yeah. And I feel like there were a lot of things. At that point, it's also like the state of mind that I was in. I felt like I needed to prove something. And I hear that in the way I kind of try to sing. Um, it was coming from a more like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. Like, you know, kind of like this place where I'm trying to sing too much, over-sing, over do things. Uh, it was not really fitting in as a as an album. So I I mean I still love it because it was a you know it was my first this album. First. It was yes. it was the first time I tried something so you know huge for myself and uh, I'll always hold that dear to my heart. But I think all the songs don't really fit in to an album now. When I listen to them, I don't really like them much (laughs) uh, because a lot has changed as you said like you know taking like I took that little break so um, yeah and I think at that point also streaming wasn't as huge as it is now it wasn't as accessible as it is now so I think a lot of those factors have a huge role to play Um, but yeah it's it's a learning curve there's so much I learned from what to do and what not to do uh, when it comes to releasing music. And I hope that kind of, you know, makes a difference in the coming releases that I do.
2: So from your um, album Cakewalk to Kareem, was mm-hmm. that like uh, a very conscious or a effort that you wanted to move to a Hindi song from, you know, being on the other side? So uh, um, what, what made you there?
1: So yes, I, I would be lying if I say there wasn't uh, something that I was consciously doing. Uh, I wanted to see because I love singing in Hindi as much as I love singing in English I was very lucky that when I was um, 12 my music teacher was the kind who was like oh let's try this we had this really fun in like music fest uh, music competition in our school where mm-hmm. there was a rule that every house had to learn a completely different language so that's like a reflection of how uh, how like you know world music was such a huge part of our school how you were singing in english one day you were singing spanish one day some one day in hindi so because of that um i was very and i i've been trained in indian classical music on and off but i wanted to just give that a shot because yes our country does listen to hindi music more they're more receptive it hits home even if Most of, like, you know, there are a lot of people who speak in English and listen to music in English. Something about Hindi music really hits home, even for me, you know. So I wanted to kind of uh, explore that. I was like, okay, same style. I'm still me. I'm still sounding like myself. Like, how do I write in Hindi? It's not easy even today. uh, Because I don't think as much as I, like, when we're having this conversation, for example, like, I don't think in Hindi. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not able to, like, really put my thoughts out there, express myself easily. But uh, that's slowly changing now. Uh, So, yeah, I think that break was not just because I wanted to write in Hindi. In fact, all the English music that I'm going to release now, a lot Mm -hmm. of it was written in that three-year break as well. So, um, yeah, but I think Kadeeb also was something I stumbled upon. Like, somebody needed, like, they were looking for female singer-songwriters who write in Hindi. And I was like, okay, I'm not that, but I can be that. So let me give it a shot. Like I tried writing and I wrote the song in a day on my ukulele. And I was like, what the hell? That was so much fun. Like I should try that more. So uh, I think something needed to push me to start. Otherwise it was a huge mental block that, oh, writing in Hindi is really hard. You can't just like one day just pick up, your, you know, instrument and write
2: a song in Hindi, but it did happen that way. And ironically, the other Hindi song you released after that says Door, so from "kareeb," yeah.
1: to Door. Yeah. Uh. It's really was... not something intentionally, but <laughs> that was a complete, I need to learn more words in Hindi, I think.
0: Like, you know. <laughs> but out of all the songs that I have listened to yours, "kareeb" is my favorite. Kareem, I good. Thank you so much. Thank what you
1: was, much.
0: was the whole... Uh, idea behind it. Ki, album ke baad, sabse pehle wo wala aaya. So what was the whole Kis frame of mind thi, samay, music jab gaya. Hmm. Kya socha ki, ai ki,
1: so, What was it? Actually, when I wrote this song first, it was not a Hindi song. It was an English song. And okay. the chords were the same. In fact, I have a video online about it. It's, it's called How to Play Kareeb on the ukulele, in which I also talk about the process. I wrote it on my uke. Uh, or I didn't like the English lyrics that I had written. I didn't like the melody. So I totally put it away and I didn't do anything mm-hmm. about it. But I would somehow keep coming back to the chords and like keep strumming them. And I was like, hmm, you know, it could be interesting to take the song in a different direction. I do that a lot. Like I do process of elimination a lot in my songwriting process. Like if I don't like something, I go, okay, cut it. How, what else can I use? How, what can I change about it? So um, initially it was an English song. Then one of my friends called me and she was like, uh, you know, there's this opportunity where you have to write a song in Hindi. Both of us wrote our first Hindi songs, actually. Abhilasha, uh, Sanha and I, the All same right, yeah. two days, she wrote her first Hindi song and I wrote my first Hindi song, which are both, like, you know, really well-received in the Hindi music scene now. But, um, yeah, so I started, like, I was like, okay, I was because I had to start somewhere, I was like, let me try the same chords of the English song that I, like, completely shelved away and try and sing some Hindi melodies over it. So That... Uh, like somehow worked out really well it was totally like a tukka uh, but also i was listening to a lot of r and soul i still am and i was i've always wanted to see what it would sound like if i sang you know in the same genre but in hindi so that was the idea about it and this what the song is about it's just a happy love song at that point i was feeling those feelings and you know they were just pouring out of me so that's how i wrote the song
2: also to add to that, how does it feel to be, I, I really love asking this, how do you feel to be this verified artist, you know, from from someone who just started with, uh, you know, with all the gaps, it's not easy. What I feel is that this is not something really easy and something really quick that comes in. Because uh, yeah. reception, reception could be really different. Like a very good song could not get, uh, cannot get something of a very good reception or something. So how does it feel to be there, you know, Why you say that you were not happy with the first uh, music that Mm. you released to to where you are
1: Mm. right now? It feels amazing. And as you said, like, it's such a, you know, nerve-wracking thing to be like, you always have to stay relevant. You always have to keep, be consistent. So as much as yes, I also believe, and I know I could have been somewhere else if I was consistently releasing music over these 10 years. But I also know that I'm a human being and I need a break sometimes. And... I would rather be patient with myself and release music when it feels right than kind of just release it for the sake of consistency. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's something I've always believed in. And I think more than anything else, I think whatever is happening is because I was kind and patient and I was not like, oh, you suck, you haven't released. Of course, there was a voice in my head always saying what's wrong with you so many people have released music what are you doing what are you doing for three years i was also ha- i also had like a full-time teaching job so i didn't have time to uh like i was teaching monday to friday a hundred students and i had my own private students so like it wasn't really easy to find the time and the headspace to do it for me personally i know a lot of people who can juggle jobs and releasing music but i was patient i was like it's okay when the time is right Uh, it'll happen. And I wanted the first release that I do to be something that I feel incredibly strong about, especially after such a long time, to also kind of get people excited. Otherwise, if I release exactly the same kind of music that I was releasing three years ago, then that growth wouldn't have happened, right? So, um, I think I was really fortunate to work with Artists Originals. The label it was the first time I was working with a label. Um, and the fact that they released my music also like it takes time to release a song with a label. So because of all of those reasons, I thought, let me just wait for Kareep to release. Let me get back in the game and release my Hindi music first. And now I'm actually getting back into releasing my English music. Of course, it feels like it could be a risk. I don't know how people re- will receive it. But I'm still going to do it because it's music that I love.
0: It's one thing working independently. Mm. Music is mm. and then uploading it. Obviously, a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. You have been singing a lot for OTT. Mm-hmm. Platforms, shows, ke liye fame game, all of them. Mm-hmm. How is the process different?
1: So with fame game, it wasn't me uh, writing to a brief. It wasn't me composing for something. It was a song mm-hmm. that got synced to... Uh, film. Okay. I released really yeah. Door in June 2021 yeah. uh, and then peep, like uh, thanks to my management thanks to Anurag who's the uh, music supervisor on the show the song got placed in the uh, show but with everything else the next one that's coming out soon and I'm really excited about it uh, called Modern Love Mumbai Modern for Love that Mumbai. I've actually written something and composed something to a brief and it's different it's challenging definitely it makes you kind of let go of your ego and get outside your own head and write to a, you know, particular brief, write for the team, be more collaborative, be more open to criticism. But I enjoy that a lot, especially right now, maybe a little more than writing music alone, because I've been writing in my own space and in my own head for so many years that I think I really excited to get out of that and work with people and try new things and just feel like oh wow this is our thing this is a team effort so uh, yeah i i'm excited to do it a lot more
2: what was your contribution to this song i i was actually going i i did not realize when i was watching this show which is called the Shikhavati. Yes. i think there's this one song chan 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 what is your contribution there
1: so parik and singh have composed and written the song i just sang it uh, also okay. something that happened during the lockdown uh, mm-hmm. similar to Tere Jaisa the Kota factory song as well uh, so both mm-hmm. of them were just me singing the songs so I didn't really write and compose them which is also something I love doing when somebody with I love the melody if I love the composition then I love singing for people and for people who've written the song
0: um, what we can gather is that obviously you are getting your music inspiration from a lot of different elements um, the classical music maybe on and off training the R and okay. B, so you're listening to so many different genres. What about the artists? Is are there any particular artists that? Yeah. Iska kaam to hmm. bahut Iski hmm. discography <laughs> amazing. What do you reckon? Hmm. Are there any ones you look up to? Of
1: course. Uh, are you talking about like upcoming independent artists or? Generally any? Any? Artists? Your
0: own personal.
1: My own. Okay. So uh, of course, I absolutely love A.R. Rahman. He's someone hmm. that. Like if music had a home for me, it's always been AR Haman. Like whenever I feel like I need to get in touch with my roots and the music that I absolutely feel like has a home and space and a room in my heart, it's AR Haman. Um, but apart from that, I listen to a lot of like, I love from Bollywood. I love Vishal Bhardwaj. I love um, Shankara Loy. I think honestly, like I go back to that music all the time. Um, Apart from that, when it comes to international artists, I really, really love Sara Bareilles. Similar to A.R.M. Very different world, completely different vibe. But her melodies, her lyrics, her voice genuinely calms me down more than anything else. Then there's a new artist called Lizzie McAlpine who's in a similar space. Um, So many. I I, I might be missing out on some really important ones. But uh, Leanne Lahavist is another artist I listen to a lot. The Staves... Uh, They're a band that I love. So um, I think when it comes to genre, I am totally like happily confused. (laughs) Like I don't know where (laughs) I stand and which genre and which like, you know, what my style really is. But um, I really love melodies that are strong. I think my approach to listening to music is very melodic. Melodies that get stuck in your head. uh, And I look for like something that has a healing effect when I listen to music. And I look for beauty, like something that sounds and feels beautiful and emotional like that 's the kind of music that I really love listening to.
2: How would you define the process of your new single with Sanjita swimming? Mm.
1: Uh, how did that happen? so that also happened uh, during the lockdown. We just had a lot of time uh, and music became like a place to, to like just distract myself and just you know put all my energy in and Like it became almost like, you know, a fun thing for me to write music. And uh, so Sanjita actually I wrote the chorus of the song and I kept imagining that the song is basically about female friendships and it's about the kind of friendships where you can feel vulnerable and say how you feel about your emotions without any fear of judgment. Um, And... I wrote the chorus when I really wanted to call someone I just wanted to I was feeling overwhelmed and I wanted to just talk to someone without them judging me someone I love Um, and I didn't do that instead I wrote the song instead I kind of wrote the chorus and I felt like because um, in so many instances in my life, a lot of my close female friends have pulled me out of my own head and my Mm -hmm. worst tendencies. I wanted to do the same thing with the song I was feeling stuck I didn't really know what to write next and now I've made it a rule that if I feel stuck I'm going to pick up the phone call a friend call an artist that I love and let them build and work on the song with me if it's something that they resonate with so um, Sanjita wrote the first verse in literally like a day or something and sent it back to me and once, sometimes I, when I go back and understand how the process happened, everything was written on WhatsApp voice notes. Like We never got on a call. We never met. Each oh. and everything was done on WhatsApp. So it was crazy how that worked out. Uh, but I think it's something she also re- connected with instantly, a thought that she connected with. And then we finally mm-hmm. met uh in 2021 end of 2021 met decided to shoot a music video for it we got Parizad on board we got a choreographer ashna katoch so many amazing women and coincidentally the whole team was women led there was like one or two men in the room (laughs) Um, Abhinandan sharma was the dop but it was just a great project and it all worked out in the way that we wanted it to I think we needed everything to be seen from that lens of feminine, femininity, and you know, from that lens of like having a little bit of a soft touch. My band was all men, or, and they all also worked on uh, WhatsApp voice notes and Zoom calls and wow. everything on the song. And I'm just glad that you know everybody understood the delicate approach that the song needed.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. wow. If I'll all,
0: apart from all this music coming out. What's the plan? With live performances, good music? Yeah, What's the plan? we're
1: actually planning a really interesting tour, a conceptual tour for the first time um, in okay. the process of making it work. But I, during the lockdown, I started this green room sessions uh, oh, where wow. cool. it was just literally my room is green. But it was also a play on the idea of being backstage before you actually get out into the real world. So I'm planning mm-hmm. to take that those sessions live and actually perform in front of people. All the songs that I wrote during the lockdown. Um, so that's something we're planning. There's a lot of music that is being written and recorded right now. Um, and yeah, and hopefully some more work in the OTT space. But yeah.
2: That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we'll we kind of uh, fall short of time because there's so much... You know, and I didn't realize uh, where the time went by. We didn't realize where the time went by. It was just yeah, so neither did I. Know. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's lovely when the artist, you know, happens, feels free to let us know what their journey looks like. You know, feels uh, free to talk about what their what their approach is. So we, we totally love that. So, hmm. but yes, we do have a limitation of time here, Kamakshi And yeah. uh uh, I feel bad to say, <laughs> kind of put uh, to end the episode, but uh, this was so lovely to have you. And I I, feel, I really feel good that you were able to make this today. Thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, uh, you've just recovered from COVID. I hope, uh, you know, you get better yeah, yeah. All good. every all single good day. Stuff. Yeah. So with, so with much. So, with all of that, so really, really thankful to you, you know, for being here with us today. And, thank uh, you so much and <laughs> I hope you, you enjoy talking to us yeah
1: I really had a great today. time it was really you. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> like self-reflective you're like diya,
0: it was just phenomenal yeah. talking to you and uh, yeah. you have to catch up again hopefully yeah, <laughs> up to Delhi yeah, absolutely, absolutely definitely have to catch yeah. up with him over now 100% yes
2: yeah. Naya, now that i know that you're in delhi i think uh, I'll, I'll i'll kind of reach out to you separately for for another yeah. session and that could be probably in a in a jam room or something like that that'll be all awesome. yeah. that'll be fun yes, we will Perfect. do that we will surely so, do yes.
0: that everyone who's listening to us please 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 show your love to kamakshi amazing artist amazing human being unke gaane sune and unhe pyar Thank you all for listening to us. Thank you Kamakshi.
1: Thank you so much guys.